let's talk about sex. You are listening to Sexy Marriage Radio. Welcome back. Glad you're joining us again. It's Dr. Corey Allen along with Gina Paris, and we want to hear from you. You can find us at sexymarriageradio.com. And send us your emails, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, because we want to know what's going on in your world. Yes, love those emails. Any way we can help, anything we can cover, any topics, ideas, we are open to what you want to know. Yeah. So I'm I'm raring to go. I'm excited because Uh, it seems like so much has gone on between the last time we met. Well, I know I went to, I flew to San Diego and was a guest on a TV show, The Converging Zone, That's talking right. about uh, sex and marriage. And so that was very cool. I got to see Tony and Elisa, our good friends, and all my in laws. Cool and, friends over you know, out there in San Diego. Absolutely. And it was uh, great to just get away for a little while. And as I'm coming back, Paul and I were doing the normal texting thing. You know, he's saying, hurry home. Can't wait to see you. And and sweet conversations with all the anticipation for a really sexy night. Right? Yeah. So that's good. Sure. So uh, lots, of, lots of prep work has been done. Yeah. So, so you would have thought that things were going to just go off without a hitch. Oh, of so course. I'm driving home. Exactly. Uh, it's an hour, about an hour and a half from the airport to our house. So I'm driving home, and it's probably going to be 8.30 when I get in the house. And I knew the kids and the family was all going to be watching American Idol because I heard the DJ on the radio mention American Idol. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I pull in the driveway, and my amorous mood completely evaporated. Uh-oh. I mean... I went from sweet to wench in just a second, and I could not shake my mood. And I'm like a specialist in changing a mood, right? That's my whole livelihood as a performance <laughs> coach. Sure. And I am so annoyed. There's so, there's huge tire tracks through the lawn by our driveway because it had been rainy, and we and there's tons of cars in our driveway, so I couldn't park where I wanted to park. I had to park far away. Uh-oh. And... We, we look like, you know, redneck takeover. It was just, I was so <laughs> aggravated. And I'm thinking, I had to drive right past the window where I thought, if Paul is downstairs watching TV and he did not jump up to help me bring in a suitcase, I'm going to be annoyed. So right. he better be upstairs. Right. So I finally, I'm lugging my suitcases in. <laughs> it, it someone else had taken my spot in the garage. So I was just annoyed. Like you wouldn't believe. So I opened the door to the house and there's Paul sitting right there. And he did not hear me drive in. So he says, Hey, you're home. And I'm like, really? You're right there. <laughs> and it just went from bad to worse. I was so irritable and so crabby. And so the kids all come downstairs to eat this dessert that he had made. No one says, hey, mom, you're back. <laughs> you know, they're all yeah. eating this dessert. So it's dessert. all pile on. It was piled on. And uh, so now we're just completely annoyed with each other and headed to bed. And I'm thinking, oh, we're just going to be mad at each other for days. And this is completely irrational. So... It takes effort to break through the tension. Do you ever have tension in your house, or is this a female thing? <laughs> oh, no. Well, I live with a female, so yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, there is tension in my house. 
that's my fault and my wife's fault. Man, this you know. was my fault. I couldn't blame any. This was totally my energy spiraling out of control. So, well, I also think at of, one point I even said, I said, you didn't even kiss me hello. And Paul says, I jumped up and kissed you hello the second you got. I mean, it was so, he's yeah. like, stop it. So here we are in the bedroom now. And I took this great big breath. Amid the very tense silence, and I and Paul's in the bed, and I'm on a chair, and or I'm unpacking, and I said, "Listen, I am so sorry that I let everything trigger me when I got to the house. I just, I want you to forgive me, and I wish what I would have done was just bounded through the door and given you a big hug and kiss and said, it's so awesome to see you, and I wish I would have just kissed all the kids, and I wish I would have been really happy, and I just want to do it over. And so he's still slightly annoyed, so he's receiving my apology and my reframe, and he gets up and he gives me a big hug and he says, welcome home. I am so glad to see you. <laughs> and we just completely changed the mood right there. Right. And we took a shower and we just had a really, really great night. And the next day, Paul said, you know, there was a time we would have been mad at each other for four or five days. <laughs> that yeah. would have spiraled worse and worse. Yeah. So that was my lesson in practicing all the stuff I preach about taking charge Man. and it's so, recovering the mood. It's so hard to do it in the moment. And it's easy oh. to tell people. We can sit here on this side of the microphone and tell people, yeah. oh, you just need to whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then when it happens in our own home, it's one of those like, okay, I can do this. I can recognize <laughs> it, you know, and well done. Because, yeah, thanks. We were really that's, glad. That's a tough deal. I mean, that's that's so common, it seems, that, you know, we get these preconceived ideas or expectations, if you will. It was pure of, expectation. Of what we want to have happen. And there, yep. that in and of itself is not wrong, I don't think. I mean, we talk about expectations are just plain disappointments. But we still, it doesn't mean I don't have expectations. Of course I do. You know, I have times where I come home and, hey, I'm expecting whatever. It's really learning how to, okay, just like you recognized. How do I yeah. stop? How do I alter course midstream? Man. And not be infected by all the circumstantial environment things that come up and all the change of moods that come up. You know, so I think of times where Pam and I've been out and it, it's been like really good, a really good date. And, you know, typically as a man, I plan a date. Sex is going to be involved in there somewhere. Sure. You know, that's kind of a common. That's why we're having a date. That's well, one of the reasons I love being with my wife and doing things, too. But. Yeah, that's one of the reasons to kind of set the mood. It's a whole big, it's foreplay. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. but there's times where, you know, the date that's planned is too far away from where sex can occur because you don't really exactly. want to do it on the highway. Right. Although, no, that's another show. Um, <laughs> although, so by the time you actually get to where you're in your hotel or your home, she's exhausted. You know, she's asleep <laughs> almost. I was like, well, that went really well, you know, so it's kind of, okay, how do you renegotiate when things change? Because that's what happens right. with life. Right. You know, you think of the circumstances that people have in life right now, that mm -hmm. the typical home of 
one person works full time, maybe both work full time. So you got lives that are separate. You're doing different things. You come home at the end of the day and you interact again. Well, what about the times when somebody is, is laid off or has a job that they work from home? Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden that buffer zone that you've had between each other, which is vital, I think, mm-hmm. is is removed or at the very least very 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 small well like post-retirement or a layoff they're both difficult yeah layoff is even harder because the laid-off spouse can be really moody and insecure that's that's an identity thing also yeah in fact we did have one uh listener write in about that where her spouse sees this as comfort sex and she is very much still in her space of this is my domain this is i've got stuff to do right i don't want to comfort you right now (laughs) (laughs) it's tough i feel her pain (laughs) okay so what can we say to them what can we say to to couples in that situation yeah on one hand i know that recently i've just sort of changed my approach where the last time paul said something like it would had a really rough day we're both kind of stressed, and he said, "Do you want to just get naked and roll around?" <laughs> it's so really romantic. And I said, "I said yes because if not one thing went right today, at least I'll feel successful if we have a good time together." Okay. So that's one approach to sort of change your mindset. That, yeah, but that's, hey, that's on you too, though. That's that's that, you reframing it because it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you had the big to do list or the things you were trying to do. Yeah. And you had to adjust. Yeah, I just made up my mind that right. this this is a cool thing to do. Yeah, I mean, here's the things that come to my mind as far as some good counsel or, or thoughts that could be implemented. And this, this doesn't necessarily go to those that are laid off, but it could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this really goes to those that are working from home or, I mean, retired. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole different world, I think. I mean, some of the stuff may apply, but if you are of, of the working class of people and you work from home and you have an office, well, first off, create an office in mm, your home. Not in the bedroom. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get Yeah. Bedroom is for two things and two things only. Sleep and sex. Reverse that oh, order, though. Maybe. That's, that's what okay. I like. Um, sex and sex works for me. Um, <laughs> but create a place that's that's work. And then some of the best counsels I've heard, because I had times where I work from home and then I still do, uh, since I'm kind of in my own boss, then set up times where it's just like a job. You know, like you have to leave the house to go to your job. So leave the house and go pick up coffee and then come back and go to your office in your own home. You know, so it's kind of this whole, I'm going to set up this parameter as if I'm at work. Because mm-hmm. that's really what you are. You're at work. And if you're if you're unemployed or you're laid off and you're looking for work, create an office where your job is looking for a job. <laughs> so, okay. So you treat it as such. You kind of keep that same mentality it, to where you have a time that work starts. You have a time that you take lunch. You have a time to take a break. And then you can let your spouse know that. And what that can do is create a dynamic between you to know Okay, this is I'm working now, leave me alone and I will leave you alone. Yeah. And that way you kind of create a little bit of an emotional space between you because 
space is vital to sex because there, there has to be a longing. There has to be, um, you know, that space is what creates and houses energy and neuroticism and passion. Right. So set up s scenarios like that. I mean, I even had a couple I worked with one time a couple years ago that his office was downstairs. They, they were like in a house that had a basement. And so his office was down in the basement. And he had trouble because of just the nature of his work disengaging because he had a good setup of, okay, I get on the clock at nine or whatever, eight, and I get off the clock at five or four or whatever. And I come upstairs and I engaged family and then we'd kind of, I've kind of treated it as such, but he couldn't in, disengage and engage. You know, he couldn't leave work at work because it was just, you know, 15 feet away. Mm -hmm. so, so what do you do? he came up with the idea as we were coaching together of he would come upstairs and go get in his car and drive around the block. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes he would go as he was coming upstairs, they had worked out a deal where he would go pick up stuff for his wife. You know, he would little, the little errands and stuff that come up during the day. Cause she was a stay at home mom with, with like two or three little kids. Oh. And so it was a good way he could get away. He could take one of the older kids with him at times, and that would be some good father time. But it was a mm -hmm. chance that he used at that moment to transition from one thing to the next, which is a, a big thing in life because not everybody yeah. can do that easily. Right. Yeah, I think it's important to have stuff you're giving yourself to during that season of being laid off. So that sex isn't the only thing that you, because so it's restless sex. Yeah, you know, she's calling it comfort sex, but in a way, it's restless sex. Right. Just you know, like compulsive eating. You yeah. Know, you know, like something to do. So I know when Paul was laid off, when oh man, right right when the dot com bubble burst. So it was eight months that he was laid off, and I had four little kids at home. The babies, the twins, were just had. 16 months old probably right. or two. So I was thrilled to have him home because that was right when the twins were just so <laughs> much work. Another pair of hands, sure. Oh, he was awesome. It turned out to be the most supernaturally special season of our marriage. But just because of seeing how, right. you know, we kept giving, we were in so much agreement. We had supernatural right. provision. But Paul was like, wow, what can I do around the house that's cheap? So we had popcorn ceilings at the time, and he scraped them all, made them all beautiful, and just he made everything better because he was there. Right. So instead of getting all down, you know, become we're always talking about presenting something mm -hmm. worth wanting. Mm -hmm. So as you're making yourselves really useful and and finding space between you and finding purpose together, that can be really more and more exciting exactly because that's and that's that idea of i'm not going to let one aspect of my life define the entirety of my life right and that could be sex that could be your work that could be your parenting that could be whatever that's just an aspect of your life that's not all of right. you and so keep that in mind and flesh out and enhance the other areas i mean that's kind of the opportunity you have right and for the one who's always at home you know it's i think it's the hardest role to feel really sexy in is that work from home mom or the stay at home mm -hmm. raising the kids mom right that you know that was tough 
for me, especially if you're used to being in the marketplace, you're used to having a lot of influence. You know, now there's this whole platform where you can do so much from the internet. But where I was, I felt like suddenly I went from a huge career, you know, with a staff of 17 or 18 people to being at home with nobody to even talk to. That was a really tough phase. So to work out, uh, really building your self-image as still being mm -hmm. sensuous and still being sexual and still being uh, through everything you do, let that erotic energy and that sensuous energy touch everything you do. And what if, since spring's not far away okay. from the time frame we're doing this show right now, you know, the warmer weather is going to be coming. So that opens up a lot of possibilities. That So the stay-at-home parent could, if they're looking for just some space, you know, she just needs a little space from de from husband who's just <laughs> looking for moments throughout the day because now all of a sudden, well, she's available. You know, she's here. We're in the same house all day long. I just heard them put the kids down. I'm coming for you, you know. So that's that wouldn't be normally happening if you worked outside the home. So what if it to create some space is not necessarily just his responsibility. She can go. Take the kids go somewhere. Go to the park for a couple of hours. <laughs> meet some meet some girlfriends or other parents there for several hours or Go someplace that's cheap or free for a day. Go to go to the zoo. Go, you know, all these different things that are great parent things, you know, great mm -hmm. mom things, dad things for the kids. But it's also space. You know, it's also creating that distance because there is something about I want to have my own existence still. And Very be, and much be so. my own person. Right, and, and so we we fluctuate back and forth between I want to identify who I am and be me, but then I also want to be with you and connected to you. And so we have these we fluctuate back and forth between those two thresholds, if you will. Yeah, and you know it helps to understand each other's temperament because he very much may be the person who needs connection and doesn't understand that her need for space, mm -hmm. especially since she has the kids all the time, her need for space is not rejection of him. Right. That's important. Right. And so if he's someone that needs the connection because he's coming from an office environment, let's say, right. that had that, and now he's doing stuff to where his only connection is when he's on the phone or on the Internet with people doing consulting work or partnering or you know collaborative whatever there's still co-workers you can find there's people that you can find that are doing the same thing where maybe you're reading their words you're not talking face to face but you can talk on the phone i mean i know of lots of people that are entrepreneurs that do those mastermind groups mm -hmm. so they know at least once a week i'm on the phone i'm on facetime or right. google hangout with four or five other people in the similar boats Right. And we're holding each other accountable. We're encouraging each other. We're brainstorming ideas. We're we're all becoming better. I mean, Gina, you and I, I think, have that. I have that with you. Yeah. I, that's what I, one of the things you feel in my life is it's once a week, I know, at least, <laughs> of yeah. we're going to be on, on hanging out, doing this show, yeah. but also just kind of catching up and collaborating mm -hmm. and dreaming well, and right. you know, all business kind of stuff that's just right. huge. Yeah, it is. I actually meet almost every morning with two of my girlfriends and we do, they're both entrepreneurs and we 
we talk about what we're building and we pray together. Yeah, that's huge. So yeah, it's real big. So there's things that can be you can utilize technology. You can utilize a lot of the stuff that's out there. Yeah. And but it sounds like maybe for the first step that has to be done, we we didn't even cover this one yet. Is right. A conversation needs to be had exactly. <laughs> between the two of you. Of hey, let me explain where I'm coming from. You know that this doesn't mean. I don't know how you're going to interpret this, but here's where I'm coming from. You know, mm -hmm. I'm into this. I want this. This is a part. This is a valuable part of my life. And here's what mm -hmm. I think will help bring about making it better for both of us. And yes. And see how they respond. Right. And communicate. Usually one partner is more into routine. One is more spontaneous. One wants more space. One wants more closeness. It's all part of the beautiful dance, you know, that creates connection. Well, it's, also, and it's also part of the frustration of the dance it, that creates growth I in marriage. I know. So it's worth reframe. Like we use that word all the time. Right. But when you, we talk about reframing it, but it's because when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, mm -hmm. including your situation, your sex life, your spouse, yourself. So you get to create the meaning that you want. It's very powerful. Yeah. And, and again, I think this is probably the theme of every show we do that it starts with just being upfront with the person you go to bed with. Yeah. And, and just speaking up. I mean, if, if, if you get nothing else from sexy marriage radio, I would hope you get the importance of just starting to speak up more about what's Absolutely. going on. In you, inside your head, inside your heart, what you want, what you're looking for, knowing full well, I may not get it. Okay, right. I'll address that if it happens. I'm still going to speak up, though. And I think that's so huge. It's so amazing to me how many times we get caught up in, wow, how did that happen? And what do I do? You know, I'm so stuck. You know, I, can't, I don't mm -hmm. know. Well, no, you're not. You just start speaking up and then you start seeing what happens. Right. And it seems like the trigger so often is stress. You know, sure. we're talking about the guys that are laid off or people who are laid off. But we've also had somebody write in who says, what do I do with the stress of total insecurity where my job is concerned? So that is creating stress. You know, one listener said, our sex life is completely affected by my lack of job security. Right. So that, again, how about if instead of, you know, letting fear and tension and stress agitate you, you choose to come together on it and, and let that bedroom or let your sex life be a place where you come into total agreement and you get excited about what the future holds and you create something beautiful together. You absolutely can. Mm -hmm. You can decide, hey, no matter what's going on anywhere, what matters is us and we have this paradise that is ours anytime. Mm -hmm. And if when you have that with no agenda, exactly, it happens much more naturally. It happens to where you're coming home from the airport and you drive into you know the parking lot of your home, <laughs> Gina, and it right. and everything's derailed. Yeah. Okay. When you're able to recognize that in yourself or mm -hmm. hear it from your spouse when they recognize it in you, which is a whole mm -hmm. nother level 
of growth because that's really hard to walk in and my wife says, um, what is up? You're yeah. in a funk and you got to get that under control, you know? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, and it's so easy just to just become so <laughs> defensive because she's pointing out what's so obvious to everybody but myself. Oh, but, I always hear it when it comes out of my mouth. Right. I just There's part but of me going, what is wrong with you? And the rest of me is going, <laughs> Exactly. So I'm two people. <laughs> if I can just, if I could just acknowledge it, you know, I don't know. That exactly. right there could be an entry into something spectacular together. Because well, I tried that when I was in that bad space because Paul looks at me and says, what is wrong with you? And I said, I don't know. I was so excited to come home until I got here. <laughs> and his eyes get big and he says, um, I don't really know how to take that because that was mean. It's well, how it came off okay, mean. Sure. But and that's I a said, great response I don't know. from him. But it was honest. And I yeah. said, I, just, I don't know how to take it either. So, uh, you know. <laughs> We just finally See, dealt with it. That right there, Gina, is that mm -hmm. gives um, that's proof to the idea that when two people are upfront and authentic mm -hmm. together, elegant right. solutions start to arise. You, know, you, don't, you have no idea how you're going to get out of it when, right. you, when you go into it. Right. You know, but when you get into it, solutions start to appear if you stay true to yourself. Oh man, I, we, that's the thing we just want everyone to. Be so confident in being true to yourself. Yep. Because that was a mean, it felt mean when I said it. And I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just trying to be honest. Right. And sometimes truth is hurtful. Right. There's pain involved with it. But the way I think of it is that's the clean pain kind of stuff. Exactly. That there's and reality. It's not great. Yeah. There's right. reality there that sometimes things happen between us that are just aren't good. That's the darker side of us. Well, yes. In a moment for growth. Yes, it is. And when you look at it straight, you can find your ways through it. Yeah, so awesome. create space Yeah. because it's important. And then the way you honor that and you, you find it is you just are, be, you'd be true to your values, your core, what you want, you, you self-respect, that kind of stuff. You just speak up and then you see what happens. Yeah. Give grace to each other. <laughs> and if you have emailed on this topic, cause we've had several on yeah. this idea, email again. I want to know how it goes. If, if this helps. Yeah, or if, absolutely. Or if it totally blows up, then we'll come up with something else. <laughs> See if that works too. This has been Sexy Marriage Radio. We're glad you joined us. Absolutely. See you next time. Bye-bye.